The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Welcome to New Dimensions. It is Wednesday the 13th of January at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wherever you are in the world, we're, we're all divinely aligned to be here. None of us have been here before in this time, which means we have a level playing field. Our future is ahead of us. All that we have passed has got us to now. We have an amazing show this morning. We have some amazing guests. The title of the show, How to Build Healthy Relationships. This can concern, no matter where you are in the world, we want to have content relationships that are moving forward in a healthy way. So for whoever's listening, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're in a marriage that's going through problems, there'll be gems in the show that you can take away with you. God intended us really to give of ourselves to build others. But in society, we've moved away to actually, instead of building to getting, getting something. And and our human propensity is that we let our desires really fleshly desires rule our heart as opposed to listening, stopping, and actually letting God take over and let him guide us, divinely guide us. And the reason why this is going to be familiar to a world audience, it is a world problem, even though this show is from Los Angeles, California. Divorce and unwed childbearing alone cost taxpayers $112 billion a year. So this is a a large cost to pay for the party. A family can survive without a nation, but a nation cannot survive without the family. The good news is that you can have a healthy and successful marriage, not by doing it the world's way, but actually by doing it God's way. And this is where I bring you to to the blessing that we have on the show. We have some amazing church leaders. I've known them for 20 years, but God actually ordered our steps for this moment, and I'm believing that this show will bring change. It'll bring change to your current situation, bring change to your families, and also elucidate people around you. I have a, two guests on the show, Bishop and First Lady Garrett. They're amazing leaders. They've actually led thousands of people to Christ. They're dedicated, uh, their purpose to serving God. They lead by example. I've known them for 20 years, and I've witnessed through knowing them wisdom passion, and most importantly, really a discipleship, a discipleship for loving people and introducing God's word to people and his ways and his intended way for them. It transcends time and space. They've pastored, they pastor a church. Uh, Bishop Garrett is a leader and founder of The Way in Inglewood, California. They've really been married for 45 years. They have five wonderful children uh, and six grandchildren. So they really lead by example. They are an example of light, an example of change, and they're changing their community by what they do. They're changing the nation, I believe, changing the world. They minister to families. They minister to substance abuse, marital counseling. 
Uh, First Lady Garrett is a great, renowned speaker. She travels everywhere. She does women's conferences, churches. Just her light and passion for people and just to bring God's change is, is captivating. And I'm believing that on this show, whoever you are, it's, it's a gift to be on here. It's a blessing because you will take wisdom with you that will grow and seed fruit. But without any more ado, welcome Bishop Garrett and First Lady Garrett. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I love you both, and it, it's, a, it's a great blessing to me to well, have you Well, thank you very much, Nicholas, for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. How are you both doing this morning? I'm blessed, doing well. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's great. That's great, Mrs. Garrett. So, uh, Bishop, we're talking about the state of relationships, particularly marriage, but we're also talking about the state of other relationships that we can elucidate on. You're a man, Hase, who's, who's a leader. You live your life through what you preach, through what you teach has become the way your aroma and the way you conduct yourself forward. So, we're talking firstly about America, obviously $112 billion in unmarried childbirth, and we, we have a major problem on our hands. Yes. Uh, First of all, uh, Bishop Garrett, just let some viewers know, why do you think marriages fail at such a high rate in America? Well, uh, because uh, they didn't get a sufficient and a solid foundation. They didn't get information. They didn't never, mo- most people uh, never even uh, work on marriage. They work on a wedding. And they should, um, uh, should have gotten premarital counseling, which would include family weaknesses, telling them about what are family weaknesses, family strengths, what are the traditions of the family, do they know their love language, do they understand their temperaments, uh, what are the expectations in marriage. And many times in marriage, a lot of people have uh, unknown expectations, and they expect a person to know what they want in a marriage, and they really don't even talk to them about it. What are their gifts? What are their talents? What are their, what are their abilities? And uh, one of the things that I work on uh, when, I'm work, when I'm doing a premarital counseling, work on all of those things. And um, because we want to lay a solid foundation, it doesn't mean you want to have challenges, it doesn't mean you want to have problems, but when you lay a solid foundation for your marriage relationship, it gives you much, a much greater uh, opportunity and chance to succeed in, to succeed in your marriage. And so, yes. it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's almost like this, Nicholas. If you don't know what your family iniquities are, and your family curses or your family traditions, then you're going to have challenges. I'll give you an example. Um, my wife, when we got married, her family was very, very high into holidays and birthdays and all that. Well, well when, I, get, when I, I was growing up, my family was not really strong into any kind of thing like that. And so that yes. automatically created a conflict between us because we didn't understand each other's family traditions. So it causes problems in marriage relationships that sometimes cannot even be resolved. So it's no, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great yeah. point, Bishop, about uh, the, the customs of each individual families. And all yeah. those things really are important because for some families, they're ingrained and it's, it's, it's the way they've lived their life for many years. Yes. So when you don't, have, you, don't have, uh, you don't have a grip on those things, or if you don't even know the person's temperament, what are the temperaments? Well, there are actually four, four temperaments. There's caloric, sanguine, melancholy, and phlegmatic. If you don't know yes. what those temperaments are, so when you get into a, a situation, then you don't know how the per- why the person responds to the situation the way they do because you're expecting them to really respond the way you respond to them. And when in actuality you're, you're so different, even in your temperaments or your love languages. 
yes, it's a, fi- it's a fine ballet. It's a fine ballet. Yes, yeah. yes. No, you raised some very good points. And First Lady Garrett, how, how do you feel? Um, obviously, you're, you're with your husband, who's a, an amazing leader. You're also an amazing leader. Both of you have a tremendous marriage. Uh, you've both obviously had stumbling blocks, and the stumbling blocks you've had are the strength that you've also gained and the wisdom you've gained through those. How do you feel, uh, First Lady Garrett, that, that the major, one of the major causes for, for failing of marriage in America today I agree with my husband. There are so many things um, going, uh, looking at the example that he used about the traditions of the family, it really bothered me, and I didn't understand how could he, living in America, not celebrate uh, the holidays. It was a big deal for my family. When I say it was a big deal, we went all out. I mean, it wasn't just the major holidays. It was the smaller holidays. And when he had a nonchalant attitude, that really bothered me. And it bothered me. It's like, well, what's wrong with him? It has to be something wrong with him. And I couldn't understand that because at that point we had not um, been taught or made to examine where we came from because where you came from is really what makes you are today, whether good or bad or indifferent. So it was really, it, like I said, it was really a problem. And because of their holidays, major holidays, is like almost every couple of months, we had a problem. It's yes. like, um, like I said, it lasts for a while until we begin to understand why, why, why is it that I feel so passionate about certain things, and he didn't care one way or the other. If we do it, fine. If we didn't, fine. And it was very disappointing to me, and I couldn't figure it out. No, I, I understand these can be very big. Sometimes when people uh, think a problem is a problem, the problem is not really the problem, but they're being hurt over a long period of time. They feel unloved, un- unappreciated, un- ununderstood, basically, misunderstood. Yeah. And this can create tremendous resentment, sometimes I think in relationships that's kept quiet because communication also, we're going to get back on this we've got a break in a couple of minutes but i think sometimes communication is uh, two ways either flight or avoidance in other words sometimes be quiet why are you saying these things so they silence the other person and that's also an aggressive form or other times i don't want to discuss this again and they leave the room so that's again passive aggressive but it's still a reaction to a pain that's caused by not being heard or not being understood by your partner and i think a lot of people they get involved quickly in relationships on the hormonal side they don't do the groundwork to build them on a solid foundation and when a problem comes boom the house comes tumbling down also, another thing is why I believe marriages fail is because um, a couple does not know or learn how to fight. There are certain things, there are times when you need to talk and discuss your feelings without a lot of emotions, and there are yes. times that when you need to, when do you fight, when do you back off, how do you learn how to make peace? If you have a problem, then how is it resolved? Because yes. it's resolved one way when you're growing up is resolved another way. When you're in a relationship and you're supposed to be in that relationship forever till death do you part, and then this man doesn't understand me or this woman doesn't understand it's me. A great point. Great I, point. I don't think that they, you know, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm just talking loud. Well, I've learned how to talk loud to, yes, to be heard yes, a- because I come from a large family. Oh, well, you don't have to yell because I come from a smaller family and we don't raise our voices. Oh, I didn't this is amazing, I was amazing stuff. Voice. 
that we'll get back on communication. We've got so many things to discuss. We're about to take a break in 10 seconds, but that is tremendous wisdom. And when we get back on the second segment, we're going to talk more about communication and how we can bring, we can change from a rift to people living together in, in unity. So that was amazing. Thank you so much. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us for the second segment. For those of you who missed the first, we have some amazing leaders um, Bishop and First Lady Garrett. They have a, a church. They a church in the Way in Inglewood, California. They lead their life serving God, changing basically lives of people, uh, helping counseling people all around the world. Their messages are powerful, and they're a blessing to, to be on the show again today. Mrs. Garrett, we were discussing just before the commercial about communication. And I think that's a lot of areas people are struggling. They either avoid communication, which means they leave a room or they react in anger. And really the, the cause of that is not really the thing they're discussing. It's something maybe, as you said, that's been deeply ingrained fundamentally from the beginning of the marriage. They've been misunderstood, misheard, and they fa- feel unloved because of these things. If we could just piggyback on that, uh, Mrs. Garrett, and just let us know a bit more about how you communicate with your husband and how you go through problems and how you resolve those. You have to make a determination for, um, that you want peace, love, and unity. That's the most important thing in communication. Um, throwing things because you're angry or pouting or crying, um, that doesn't make sense and that. If a person, your partner, does not understand how you can get so emotional about little small trivial things, well, they're trivial to one partner, but, but they're a big deal to the other partner. There has to be some type of understanding. 
these little small things, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me if you did, if you say, or when we're communicating, you look a certain way. Pay attention to me. Look at me eye to eye, face to face. Don't look off. Don't start rolling your eyes. Don't act like you're bored. Things like that. All this, this body language means communication. It means I'm not listening to you. I'm not interested. I don't want to be bothered. You know, why are we discussing this? This is no big deal. But it is a big deal. It's a big deal to your partner. That's why your partner is trying to communicate to you. And they're communicating in the way that they know best, which may be crying because I'm so, this bothers me so, oh, you don't understand how I feel about this. This is a big deal. No, it isn't. It's no biggie. But it is to that person. And you have to learn how, what makes that person happy. Why are they so upset? Because you left the tooth, uh, toothpaste top off. That's a big deal. Well, you don't understand about the germs and all this. You have to learn the person. Not just learn them, but also learn how to fight, how to communicate. And then some things are just kind of out of order. Some people can get so angry and upset (laughs) that they throw things, they storm out, they slam doors, you know, all kind of stuff like that. You got to learn, you know, what is acceptable in a fight, what is not acceptable. There are people who feel like that they can't talk. Well, I was always told I can't talk. I don't know how to express myself. So even though that they may feel deeply about something, they can't put it into words. Well, your partner has to learn to understand, okay, how can I help you? Because I want us to have peace. I want us to have unity. I want us to have, I want us to be on one accord. So what is it? How can I help you explain what is going on in your heart? So it's things like this, learning how to fight, learning how to make peace. Yes, I, I, I appreciate it. You can have basically two people, if, if communication isn't done properly over a long period of time, instead of going closer together, they could lead on a path of destruction and they're oh, living yes. basically two, two individuals living under one roof, but very much apart. So to become two strangers in one roof. Oh, yes, most definitely. And that, uh, that is really, that's really how sad a lot of relationships, I believe, in marriages, if they have the fundamental, shall we say, foundation, then a lot of these things could be avoided early on in the marriage and they're actually building a strong bond as opposed to after 10 years becoming complete strangers and, and sometimes not even knowing the person they were married to because, you know, they rushed into it or didn't get God's wisdom or didn't set proper counseling or foundations. And if I could go over to you, Bishop Garrett, as far as building a platform through God, because God, obviously, it's a three-part thing, and it's man, woman, and then God, the third part of the cord. So very simply, a three-piece cord, is, it doesn't break. So that, to me, in essence, is without God being at the helm of that marriage, it's very hard for it to sustain itself for the rest of our lives. If you could yes, just that, bring that, in that concept. Yes, that, that is... Um you know, uh, when, when you say we bring God into it, what, what we're really saying is we bring God's Word into it. And um, that's why the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay. And um, when, we, when, we bring, when we bring the Lord into it, what we're saying is that what is it that God said about a matter? Uh, actually, in, in the original text in Greek, 
it is the word rema. It says, man shall not live by, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rema. Rema means subjects, topics, discords, narrations. What did God say about a matter? And if we know what God says about a matter, then that's what we are seeking to do, because when we yes. do that, since he made us, he gave us a rule, he gave us a, he, he gave us a guidebook, so that guidebook says, here's how you live in this life, and it will make you happy, it will keep peace. Yes. So you want, you want to find out what is it the Lord has to say about a matter. Does he have anything to say about marriage? Does he have anything to say about relationships? Does he have anything to say about communication? Does he have anything to say about money? And so we want to know, what is it that you said about this, Lord? How is my marriage supposed to work? For instance, like, <clears throat> if, a, if a man does not know what his responsibilities before God is as a husband, then he's going to make a lot of mistakes. For instance, the Bible says one of the things that he tells the Bible says a man seek to do, he's supposed to seek to please his wife. Yes. And uh, when you look at the word please there in, in the old, you know, in one of the uh, um, New Testament books, 1 Corinthians 7, it just means to be agreeable. Learn how to be agreeable with her and to make sure that her needs are satisfied and met. And if he doesn't understand, that's one of the things he's supposed to do rather than him being selfish and self-centered and always everything's about him, then he's going to have much, many, many challenges because that's what God expects of him. And so when we're doing it God's way, we're going we're gonna to get his kind of results. Absolutely. If we do it the way of the world, we get destruction. If we do it God's way, we get life and we get something that sustains the, the trials and tribulations and, and yeah. all of those things. And trials and tribulations really are, are God's way really to give us a path actually to build uh, to build the marriage to become this this unity because this cord is a very powerful thing and i think what really god's design is god always is first but we're actually there to serve our partners in other words if i'm a, a man i i put god's first then i there to serve my wife so and and just like god he loved us so much that he gave us his only begotten son it's all about giving of self and of love and of sacrifice and i think we're really joining something very often as, as a, with a totally different idea and, yeah. a, and a mindset of getting and, a, and of not really serving. And the moment we have to actually sacrifice maybe watching a football game or maybe doing something else to be with our partners, that creates a problem. But in the essence, if it had been set right the first in the first place, that would be expected of you and, and would have not, none of these problems that we have. You know... Um uh, you, you, you were saying that uh, we had to uh, sacrifice ourselves, and it's interesting that the Bible says, husbands, love your wife even as Christ also loved the church. Yes, and what yes. Jesus did, is he put himself, he went to the cross, and he was crucified on our behalf. Yes, and amazing. as a result of that, God is saying to every man who takes a woman into his life and marries her, is that you're going to have to crucify yourself. Yes. <laughs> and, you're gonna have, and, and, and crucifixion hurts. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, and yes. so since it hurts, it usually hurts a man because he has to now do the things that he does not really want to do that his wife is needing him to do. This is and such so a good point. he's got to be on the cross, and being on the cross causes you a little pain. This is such great wisdom meant for any men listening out there, whether you're single men, whether you're married men. I mean, gaining that wisdom from Bishop Garrett is if you dwell on what he just said, it, it could be it could completely change your life. It will be a challenge. It will be tough. However, the goal, if we're looking at the end goal, will be eternal and, it, and glory will come from it. So 
sometimes we have to go through the pain because pain is purpose, and yes. sometimes the greater pain brings the greater blessing. Yes. So, Good and even that's what that. Jesus looked at with the crucifixion. He looked at the result of it, not going through the pain of it. Yes. Could add to that is that when a when a man will not love his wife and sacrifice himself for her, she has a very difficult time accepting his leadership, and she has a very very difficult time hearing what he has to say from the word or his or things that he wants to say about life. Is because yes. she doesn't feel that he has given himself for. Although most of the time women usually give themselves for men, but it's not all the time reciprocated, so it makes it very difficult for a woman to hear the word of God from him if he said, well, you know, God said this or God said that, well, she doesn't really want to hear that because she needs you to love her first in order for her to even hear what you have to say. No, that's amazing wisdom. And going over to you, First Lady Garrett, what Bishop Garrett was saying about giving of self and serving, and sometimes the lady feels she's sacrificed a lot but has not been given anything by the husband, and that, how that can create resentment. Oh, most definitely. And she won't listen. <laughs> She's unresponsive. This is why, um, well, hopefully I can say this without a problem, but this is why then when it comes to lovemaking, she's unresponsive. She doesn't want to be bothered. It's because he has not made a sacrifice for her, and she knows it, and she resents it, and it's like, well, what am I here for? Just for to be a sex object, just to be a toy? Such a great point, and, and this can go out to, to men there. I mean, wherever you are in the world... There is something to be gained by what First Lady Garrett has said. Sometimes when your wife is shut down on you, that's because she feels you've really shut down on her. So what you really give her, you will get back. What we sow really is what we reap. Uh, yes, it's true. Yes. <coughs> so true. I think actually we're about to take a quick break. This is a, a very important topic. So I think rather than rushing it before the commercial, we'll go on a quick minute break and then we'll start okay. back up again. All right. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to this third segment. We have uh, Bishop and First Lady Garrett uh, here as a blessing on this show. We're, we're covering relationships. How do we build not just relationships, but healthy, successful, ongoing relationships? So, First Lady Garrett, we were before the commercial, we were talking about very often in our lives, we, we feel if we're giving something up that we're losing and coming into, into marriages. Explain to, to men how by giving of self, Ultimately, they're building the, their partner, they're building their wife, and ultimately how they're building a greater existence for themselves at the same time. Okay, thank you. Um, when a man makes a sacrifice to please his wife, a wife or a woman naturally is a pleaser. She wants to do what she can to please her husband. And so when he does not make a sacrifice for her, then she shuts down. She shuts down her emotions. She should. She shuts down her love for him. She shuts down uh, how she feels about him. She may love him in her heart, but to express that, not just verbally, but by the physical touch, by the love making, the frequency of it, or even the joy of it, she shuts it all down because she feels like that she's not being loved. She's not, she's making a sacrifice, but it's not reciprocated. And you have to, men, gentlemen, you have to, you must make a sacrifice and show your wife that I love you and I'm going to sacrifice for you. This is a daily sacrifice. Now, well, I did this for you and you wanted to do, you know, you wanted to watch this television program and that's not what I wanted to watch. I don't even like that. But I said, this is really a sacrifice. We're talking about what pleases her. Even if it means, okay, you're wanting to watch the game and she wanted to talk. Stop what you're doing. Turn the television off, not down, but turn it off. Turn around and look at her eye to eye. Okay, honey, what do you want to talk about? What's bothering you? What happened with your mom? What happened with your sister? What happened with your girlfriend? Pay attention. Even though the game is on, it may be the Super Bowl, but pay attention sacrifice daily and when you realize that your wife doesn't touch you she doesn't caress you she's not excited about being with you is because you've not made a sacrifice you've got to do that so yes sacrifice meaning over and over again Uh, not just once but over and over it's a continuous thing submit to one another as it says in ephesians but sacrifice to to your wife daily so in other words the message, men, is you are not actually losing, you're gaining because ultimately you want a, a marriage that's unified and reciprocity is the, the most important thing. A lot of times women are giving of self and I hear this, I've done all this for my husband or my boyfriend and you know what, he's just doing his way, nothing has changed with him. So really, you, by creating that change, you need to make a decision. Do you want to be single in a house in the illusion that you're married doing your own thing or do you want to put your stuff down and build the person who's around? you but ultimately what that'll happen is your wife will feel involved and she may even 
end up watching games with you. So guys, all of you sports fans there, sometimes some of the stuff she wants to do is not what you want to do. And some of the stuff you want to do is totally separate. But there's a meeting place where you can actually have compromise and unity. But it's always about building the other person first. I think we need to really prioritize, of course, God number one, but really serving your partner. Serving. Serving is not bad. Jesus served. Serving. To be a leader, you need to be a server. And I'll put that out there to anybody listening. To be a leader, you first have to serve. Um, did not, excuse me. Did not Jesus show the ultimate love, not just in his crucifixion, but here, the Son of God washes his disciples' feet. Is his disciples, not just one person, but he washed their feet. Amazing. Yes, yes. That was a sacrifice. That was showing humility because it was showing, I love you. I care for you. I'm here for you. And that's what a husband has to do for his wife. And then, of course, he's, when he gained, when he did that, of course, he gained disciples who were willing to die for him, to live for him. It's yes, not just about yes. them dying for him, but it's also about living for him. And when a husband makes these types of sacrifices, of course he's going to gain. He's going to gain more than what he ever gave out. Guys, you, you heard it there. This is amazing wisdom, and it will change your marriage. It will change your life. Amazing, amazing gem. Please listen to this part of the show again. Bishop Garrett, yes. it appears that a lot, of, a lot of relationships, it appears, can be resolved, but the problem is unforgiveness seems to be a big thing. Words are said, of course. Words can either bring life or death in any situation. A lot of words hit the heart of a wife or a partner. And these words, you know, sticks and stones, as I say, can hurt the bones. But the words permeate a heart and really can cause tremendous la- lasting damage, uh, Bishop Garrett. I would like you just really to explain to the listening audience a relationship with God at the helm versus a worldly one? Because there seems to be really the worldly way is I'm going to solve this with anger and conflict, but God's way is the international language of love. And I think you can really elucidate some tremendous wisdom for people all around the world on this. Well, um, one, one, of the, one of the things that uh, over the years in our relationship between me and my wife is that we've had to come to the point where it's not necessarily who was right, but what is right. That's correct. And um, coming to the point where you want to agree, it's like the Bible says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bonds of peace, that peace, must, peace cannot exist unless there, there is, a, there is a agreement between two people. And uh, the ultimate goal of even, even, even conflicts, ultimate goal of conflicts is to finally come to agreement and um, you know when when you <clears throat> when you when you come in and you it's like um, sometimes when we're having conflict we have to pray before we yes. even talk about it. Yes. And uh, that that's saying, Lord, I want you to be involved in this. I want you to come in and and help us to resolve this problem because we may not be able to resolve it just simply by talking about it. Yes. We need we need you to intervene. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. The Bible says He left the Holy Spirit as a paraclete, as one who comes alongside and aids us. And so yes. we need him to aid us in our situation. If, if that doesn't work, then the Bible tells us to come and get a counselor, somebody, because there's a multitude of counselors, safety, then you get somebody else who can come and speak into your life and may be able to delineate what the real issues are. So if you can't do it yourself, then get a, you know, get a, person, a, a person who can 
who can be the go-between and the mediator between you and your wife and your, and your mate. And so we, we want to res- because we ultimately want to resolve the problem so that we can, have, we can have peace, because peace is not peace unless there's peace. You know, yes. I, I like what Mike Murdoch said, when there's no peace, that means somebody's broken a law. Yes, no, very, that's a great point. That's, yes. that's a so, great point. So you've got you've to find out what laws are you breaking and then resolve those laws and obey those laws, and then you'll come back on one accord because ultimately you want to agree, you want to be on one accord, and you want to make sure that you actually have peace. And um, one, one of the things I had to do because my personal temperament <clears throat> is I had to finally make, make up in my mind that I was not going to walk around holding things because I'm still a little bit upset about it. Yes. And, um, and so I made the decision, and all of it's choice and decision. I made the decision that once we have resolved something, then I'm, I'm finished. Let's move on now. Now, let's, let's be on one accord. Let's hu- hug each other. Let's love each other because my temperament is phlegmatic, and phlegmatics yes. tend to hold things. And because of that, that then creates additional problems because you really, not, you really don't have peace. You walk around and you don't have the same spirit. Yes, so yes. We've got to see agreement as the ultimate goal. If you can't agree, find somebody that can help you agree. And I do agree with that, Bishop Garrett. If, if something is not resolved, life can be like a pressure cooker. Every, every bit of bad feeling gets stored and, and, and stored and stored and stored until it has to explode somewhere. But very often this can be avoided if there's real resolution. I mean, you really have to feel that inside that you're no longer harmony because this can seed resentment. It can seed anger and yeah. all the negative things that, that come from that. So, yes, forgiveness, and I honestly believe that with the Holy Spirit, sometimes forgiving someone is, is not something you can do yourself. As you said, you've just got to pray for it. Lord, yes. give me the ability. Fill me with my inability and my human nature because our human nature is not very forgiving. So this is why I'm honestly believing the counsel of God is, is so important. It's helped me not only with my brother and with other conflicts, but when I've some, just submitted to God's word, forgive. Yeah. And, it, and eventually, you know, if we do this often enough, it becomes your new you. It becomes your new aroma. It becomes your new lifestyle because when you're transformed from the inside out, I believe your behavior to your wife changes, your behavior to your brother changes, your behavior to the lady in the street changes because you are the essence of God. You're, you're restored and you're, you're thinking a different way. You're acting a different way and your behavior is different. Yes. And those really are, are tremendous words of, uh, of wisdom. Listening audience, um, First Lady Garrett, she travels everywhere. She speaks into conferences, churches, women's empowerment um, conferences about relationships. Uh, First Lady Garrett, just elucidate, if you like, as far as conflict resolution and how you think it's, how you think God versus the way of the world and a lot of problems that people are having. So many times when someone offends us, we feel like we have to protect ourselves. So by protecting ourselves, we have to get even. But that's not your responsibility. That's not our responsibility because the scripture says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It doesn't make any difference, and some, so many times people say, but you don't know what they did to me, and they backstabbed me, and they did this, they did that, and some things, even though it's the difference between someone stepping on your shoe, someone having sex with your husband, someone mistreating your child, or someone stole something from you, all of those are offenses. All of those are things that you can get even, get revenge, but you have to 
leave it in the Lord's hands. And when we do not forgive, this is where we have these cliches, oh, they're coming in a relationship with baggage, or she has issues, or she's touchy, is because you've never learned to forgive that person. You've got to forgive it. And even if it takes, well, Lord, you know, I cannot forgive them because of what they did, what they said to me. It's, Lord, help me to forgive them. through. You forgive them through me. Let me be able to see that person at least smile. Hey, how you doing? That's it. And then just move on. You don't have to have dinner with them. You don't have to take them to the movies. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to do all those things. But you must forgive. You must forgive. And let God work through you. And eventually, as my dad used to tell me, just keep living. You'll see that that person is not happy, and you may be the very one that God is going to use for you to deliver that person, even though that they did you wrong. You must learn to forgive. And once, you know, especially in a relationship, husband and wife, there's so many conflicts that can come up through the years. And it's not, again, it's not like that. Uh, even after 45 years that we have a perfect relationship, he still makes me mad. And I tease him sometimes <laughs> and I say, you know, you make me so angry. I could, I could chew bullets and then just, just spit them out at you. But this is my husband. Amazing. We're about to take, First Lady Gary, I don't want to interrupt you. We're about to take a a break in 15 seconds, but this is amazing. We'll get right back onto that. This is amazing stuff. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. So great to have you on this final segment. And you know, I'll say the final is just the beginning of the next because we're always sowing seeds. We're blessed to have some amazing guests, God's people, uh, Bishop and First Lady Garrett, 
they're really sowing seeds. They're, they're bringing you really God's word, which will, will build wherever you are. It will build seeds that will give you a greater life. So Bishop Garrett, we're speaking to people all over the world. They're all in different circumstances. For people that are going through a marriage situation, there may have been infidelity. There may have been something that they feel that's unforgivable, something they feel is actually unresolvable, which is the sad place because very often they are. If you could just speak into their lives what you would do just to, to bring back, obviously, forgiveness and then resolution. How would you, would you create resolution in, in their situation? Well, uh, f- first of all, Whenever a couple has experienced this kind of thing, I've had it happen many times in the ministry, and I've had to sit down with couples who have had uh, infidelity in their relationships. And um, uh, to this point, I think I've, I've helped them save just about every one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the reason the reason that I so is because they need to come and sit down and talk because they'll not be able to resolve that relationship themselves. It's just almost virtually impossible. Yes. And so they come sit down and we talk about what really happened. And um, the person has to, somebody has to take responsibility for what their actions were. But, you know, in, the, in a, about I've been married 45 years and counseling people for over 45 years. Amazing, I, yes. Not 45 years, but at least 35 years, is that um, I found that both people usually have created the problem. Yes. And uh, yes. since both people have created the problem, then we need to talk about what each person has done in order to create what they have now, the situation they're facing now, then once I get them to resolve, get to, to take responsibility what their involvement was, then I come back to them and I begin to help them work on mechanically putting their marriage back together. For instance, when I say mechanically, that means I love you. And when you really don't feel like you love the person because you, you still have a bit, a bit of resentment. And I have to work on them getting to forgive each other. And um, sometimes people are trying to hold on to forgiveness, unforgiveness, and it really destroys everything because, it, you know, when you don't forgive, it's like a person drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yes, yes. And uh, that's not going to happen. No, no. And so I, I, I get, them to, uh, get them into a state of, uh, of forgiveness and just saying, I forgive you even though you don't feel it. Because when you don't feel it does not mean that you have not made the decision to do so. And so I work on unforgiveness. Then once I work on unforgiveness, then I have to also work on resentment because the person is going to be resenting, still carrying a amount of resentment because first they're angry, then they move to resentment, then they move to unforgiveness. And yes. all of those are stages that if you don't work on those stages is that you're going to have a difficult time putting a couple's relationship back together. But that's what, happens, that's what has to happen first in order for them to get back together. But, and it doesn't mean that the infidelity can stop the marriage because you have... I've had those marriages go on, and some of them still been married 25 years, you know. And so yes. it's just a matter of taking step by step, working on a little bit here, a little bit here, and it takes a while to get it done. Yes, it does. But it can be accomplished if the couple is willing to submit to the leadership that's under that they are under. And this is this this is extremely important. When a pastor oversees a group of people, God gives him a certain type of anointing that is yes. only for those people. And that anointing, the Bible says, destroys yokes, burdens. And so when they come to the shepherd of their lives, that shepherd then can put their relationship back together if they're willing to submit to his, to his instruction. If they won't do what he tells them to do, then they're usually doomed for divorce. 
Yes, uh, a lot of the times the anger, they're trying to solve it their way, which only manifests into more anger, but they have to really first submit in order to be led and, in order, and then communicate, resolve, and then forgive. Yeah. Uh, because all of those stages, they need to go through the stages, so they really need to hang together and really seek, seek wise counsel, not talk to a friend on the phone who could probably minimize you through their own perception or experience, but really get God's counsel, whether yeah. they get this through a church community, a pastor, or someone who's qualified to, to, to give them God's word into that resolution. That, that is amazing, amazing wisdom there. I'd like to bring you in, First Lady Garrett, a lot of, a lot of times in... The way the world operates, we're on a dating thing, we're about getting, very often the third date becomes the, the, the physical date, and how they're rushing, rushing, rushing on this, shall we say, hormonal roller coaster, but they're not really concerned with what's happening after. They tie the knot, get married, think it's all about that, six months later realize, whoops, what have I done? Bring in, First Lady Garrett, your wisdom on how to start by looking for a partner, and how to build something that's going to last. Okay. For those ladies who are single, you don't need to go looking for someone, but you can make yourself available. Um, If you want uh, to be married, you have to realize it's just like a guy panning for gold or looking for diamonds. You know, if a, a diamond is going to shine, and a person who uh, knows anything about jewels, if they look at that diamond, they oh, this is the one that I want. And when you start looking for somebody, that goes to say um, that a woman is supposed to be found, not a woman going looking to get, oh, I want this man, I want this guy, I want that. Just make yourself available. Now, also, um, having sex after 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, that is the same thing to me. Let me just give you this analogy. There's no way that you're going to get in a car, drive on the freeway, and you're blind or you can't see, or the windshield is completely blacked out. That's just foolishness. It's the same thing because that blinds you to what this person's real. You may have a good sex time. You may feel like that you're so compatible when you have sex. But are you still compatible when you find out that he's having sex with somebody else, that you're just a side chick and he's really married? Are you really that compatible? Because now you realize this guy is a drunkard. Whereas then, how can you see that? But you didn't see that. But had you kept your legs closed, talked to the Lord, brought this man before your friends, see if this is a you know, this is, uh, you're my friend. You know me really well. Do you think that we're compatible before I get involved and emotionally involved so now I can't see anything except having a good time sexually? No, this guy is not for you. It's something about this guy. I don't like him. I don't know what's wrong with him. Your friends and your family will always tell you whether or not this person is good for you or bad for you or this person is great, but I don't think you guys are compatible before yes. you begin to have sex. Then after a while, if you start doing this when you're 15 to 16 till you're about 40, 50, how many guys have you been with? And then you wonder, why has God punished me because now I have venereal disease or I have problems? Mm-mm. Those health problems can result to, uh, they're a result of the type of life that you've lived and you've done it unrighteously and unholy. 
No, that's amazing wisdom, First Lady Garrett. What you sow is what you reap. Value yourselves, ladies. You are a masterpiece created by God. Value yourself not to sell yourself cheaply. Let somebody really invest in you, not just in your body. Just don't give it for yourself, but invest in, in you as a person. Find out what they're about and be build something that's going to last, something that you've uh, had counsel from your family, something really that's built... Uh, with people in unity. I think the common denominator is women need to feel loved. Men want to feel respected. When these needs are met, the relationship's ascending. When it's not, it's descending. But both parties need to feel that all these things are being met. Um, We've got about a minute and a half to close. Bishop Garrett, if you could just... um, let people know how they can get a hold of your church. Your church is an amazing ministry. I mean, I love you both, and I, I see Jesus through you. Um, just tell people how they can get a hold of you and First Lady Garrett and the things you're doing in your ministry. I'd love people to be able to come who can, who are within your area, to actually come and, and see more of your wisdom. Well, um, our church, was, we actually um, we have offices in Inglewood. Our church facility is in El Segundo, California. Uh, we're at 429 Richmond Street. In El Segundo, and our services start on Sunday morning at 9.50, from 9 to 50 to about 11.15. And uh, we have a men's fellowship every first Saturday of the month at 8 a.m. I teach men how to lead, how to love, how to labor, and how to lead, be leisurely. And uh, because most of the time men do not know what to do, so that's the reason why I say it's my iron sharpening the iron sharpening man sharpening the countenance of another man. On the second Saturday of the month, my wife has a, a ministry to women, and uh, that starts at 9 o'clock. And um, if you, the office number at the church is area code 310-412-3293. They call the office there, and they'll give you any information that you need to know about the ministry, when things are available, when we have things for our couples and, and the rest. And um, I'd look forward to meeting with, um, you know, your guest, whoever comes to the church. We'd be excited if uh, and let us know that they heard us on the broadcast, and uh, it'd be exciting for us. I'll tell you what. Um, the, um, my ministry is revolved around in, actually enriching people for life, making sure that their lives are enriched in their marriage and their, their purse and their pocketbook because people need money. And yes. uh, just in any way that's necessary, uh, uh, that's, that's our whole ministry revolved around enriching people for life. No, amazing wisdom. Um, and listeners, really, they've been a blessing to me and a blessing to you. I know Bishop and First Lady Garrett, if you really want wisdom in all areas of life and you want a functional life, do it God's way. And Bishop and First Lady Garrett, they will give you love. They will give you attention. Uh, they'll give you discipleship and they'll give you a whole new perspective on your life. So I would really recommend anybody who can go to their ministry in that area. It would be well worth, well worth the investment of, of doing something different with your Sunday morning. But it's been a pleasure. I love you both. Bishop and Garrett, thank, thank you for, you for joining me. And it's been an amazing blessing. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Join Voice America as we broadcast.